Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co. It is the end of the month yet again, and I hope you have had a good August. I don't want to say a great August because I know most of us here are struggling with infertility, so we don't feel like it can be great. But I'm really hoping that this podcast has inspired you to find the joy in the now and start committing to some big diet and lifestyle changes to improve your fertility. Also, the end of the month means there's going to be a few more slots opening up for my one-on-one coaching. Now, the one-on-one coaching is the fastest way to get down to the root cause of your infertility. We dive really deep into all areas of your diet, your lifestyle, your endocrine system, what is really truly going on, your gut health. You have options to use functional testing, so that's food sensitivity, gut function testing. You can get an in-depth thyroid panel. There's a lot of testing that we can do and dig deep. The intake forms that you fill in help me really narrow down what is going on in your body. And we discover easy, simple ways that you can bring at home into place quite quickly and see results. See results in your gut health, your sleeping, your skin, your hair, your moods, and eventually into your fertility. These one-on-one coaching sessions are great for anyone trying to conceive naturally and those who are going to seek or are seeking medical assistance. This is just going to give you a boost. This is going to maximize your fertility and increase your egg health. The great news too is that you can take a lot of what we talk about and influence your husband or your partner to do those changes with you. Now, as you guys know, my husband's sperm was always fine. And when he was forced, because he was basically forced to do the diet changes with me because I found it too hard to do on my own, his sperm samples increased by the millions. Remember, it takes two to make a baby, so we should be doing this together. So if you're ready to take control, maximize your fertility, head over to the website, findingfertility.co, and get on the wait list for the one-to-one coaching. I don't want you to spend another month guessing at the things that you need to do to maximize your fertility. We can do this together. Today on the podcast, we have Kaylee. She is another one, another woman who wasn't liking the answers from her doctors. And so she took control of her own health and reversed her unexplained infertility. She never actually figured out why she was having fertility issues and got pregnant naturally. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Where did this all begin for you? Yeah, so I got, uh, my husband and I got married and we decided we wanted to get, you know, start a family like most people do. We started trying. I thought it would be super easy. I was healthy. He was healthy. We were just like, you know, I had been a personal trainer for many years. And so I thought it'd be super easy. So we started trying and nothing happens. And about three months in, I'm like, okay, why are we not getting pregnant? And so I went and saw my doctor and she ran a bunch of tests and was like, you know, you're super healthy. I don't know why you're not getting pregnant either. Let's try you on. Well, actually she said, keep, just keep trying. So that was three more months of us just trying. And so then we went back 
still nothing. And she said, let's try some fertility drugs. So she put me on Clomid. So now I know that that is not very good for you. But then I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, I thought I'd take a pill and would get pregnant the next month. So I was on Clomid for three months. Nothing happened. <laughs> so we went back and she was like, okay, well, why don't we go send you to a fertility specialist and make sure that I didn't miss anything. So she sent me to a local fertility clinic. They ran a bunch more tests. They ran some more invasive tests. We did the whole do the dye through your tube thing and HGS or whatever it's called and a bunch more tests and nothing. And so then they said, well, you're super healthy. We don't know why you're not getting pregnant. Why don't we try IUI? And so at that point, I was like, you know, if I'm healthy, there's nothing wrong with me. Why am I going to do IUI? I should be able to do this naturally. So and I knew the next step if IUI didn't work would be IVF. And I had just heard, you know, horror stories. I know I've got friends and clients that have done it. But just for me, I knew let me see if I can do this naturally first. And I knew that that would be there if I needed it in the future. So that's what I did. I took about six months and I said, I'm going to get as fertile as possible. I'm going to research and figure out what food I need to be eating and what I need to be doing and figure out why I'm not getting pregnant and just try to get as fertile as I possibly can. So that's what I did. And after about three months, we got pregnant. And so we have a, a beautiful seven-year-old who turned seven last weekend. And once I figured out how to do that, about two years later, we decided we wanted to try again and we got pregnant on the first try. So we have two little boys, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. So yeah, that was my story. Yeah. How old were you during this? So I was 36 when I first started trying. And so that could have played a little bit of role in it. But like I said, I was healthy. So I didn't think anything of it. And so I had my first at 37 and my second at 40. What were you listening to? I mean, so you were a personal trainer, so you mm -hmm. already kind of knew about nutrition, diet, lifestyle. What made you put the two to two together? Because what, seven years ago, I would say, if I'm remembering correctly, there's there wasn't a lot out there for fertility. Mm -hmm. You know, there, yeah. now you can go to Amazon and buy 10 different books, how mm -hmm. linking diet and nutrition to specific fertility. But I know during my journey as well, I was listening to like Sean Croxton and Dave Asbury, like, and they, you know, they would maybe randomly have a few fertility things in there, but it was like mostly just general health. How were you putting that together with your fertility health? Yeah, well, I knew that you could eat for fertility just from being a personal trainer and knowing about nutrition. And you're right, there wasn't a ton of stuff out there, but I just was researching Google and researching, you know, looking at, you know, medical studies and all this kind of stuff. And, and I just, you know, started would find like, okay, I need to be eating more fats. I need to be doing this and that. And I was just kind of put it together. So, and it makes sense. I mean, if you think about <laughs> like you should be able to eat for fertility and get pregnant. <laughs> right. Well, it's like the matrix, right? It's that blue pill, red pill type of thing. Before you take that pill, you don't really that nutrition side of it because maybe it's so far fetched, even though they're like only this far apart from each other. Right. So what was your underlining cause? So you were, you knew about health and wellness. You knew, yeah. you know, you were training other people. What was your missing link? What was the issue with your fertility? This Unexplained. I don't know. I was diagnosed with unexplained infertility. So whatever that means now, it's like, I think that's kind of like a blanketed statement they give to women when they don't know. They're just like, yeah. oh yeah, you're unexplained infertility. So yeah, they never could tell me what was wrong with me. Every single test came back normal. So yep. I, I have no clue. Were you looking at adrenals at all? Gut health? Were you diving <sighs> See, into that stuff? Not or? really. Nobody told me. Now I know, but nobody yeah. <laughs> mentioned any of that to me. My doctors didn't say that. And 
And I think another piece of it was I was exercising a lot. I was very low body weight. And so I think once I started eating, I started eating more fats and more food Then, not that I put on weight, but I think it just helped my body to kind of calm down and like relax. And I, I stopped exercising as much. So I think that helped a lot. And I probably was having some adrenal issues, but they never tested me for it, you know? So like the last thing a doctor is ever going to test when you have fertility issues is your adrenals. But yeah, if you're overworking, if your stress levels, you know, that can just push your adrenals and that pushes your endocrine system and then that pushes your hormones. (laughs) So it's all very much linked. And it's Mm -hmm. funny that you can now with the knowledge that you have, you can kind of pinpoint like that. Those are all the healthy Mm -hmm. things I was doing was damaging my fertility. And then that just can't, you know, people ask, well, why doesn't that happen to other people? You see, you know, marathon runners get pregnant like that. And I'm sure their adrenals are over (laughs) well. It just comes down to your genetics, just what you were handed. You know, you don't figure it out or you don't even know it's an issue until something like infertility comes up. Yeah, yeah. And that's what is so confusing to me too, because my doctor never said to me, like, what are you eating? What are you, what's your lifestyle look like? Are you under stress? Are you, are you, how much water are you drinking? Like nothing. Yeah. Just take a pill, do a procedure, do a surgery. Like, and crazy. I feel, I feel bad because obviously women who are overweight, that's like the first thing their doctor will say to them right? Mm -hmm. Like you need to manage your weight, you need to watch your diet, you need all that. But when, you know, women like us who aren't dealing with weight, because that's not a sub factor of our issues, just down to Mm -hmm. genetics again, you don't even get questioned. I remember going into the doctor's office after I think it was my second failed IVF. And I was like, I want a full blood panel, all of it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, why? I was like, because I'm dealing with infertility. She's like, oh, but you look healthy. It's like, you should look at someone. That's not like, I mean, I didn't think that at the time, but I was just like, well, I'm not because it's been five years. I've had two failed IBS. (laughs) Like I'm obviously not healthy. Yeah. It's really frustrating. And I even see it within the community when people are dealing with thyroid issues and they're like, I have Hashimoto's, but I have unexplained infertility. I'm like, no, no, I can explain your infertility right now. <laughs> like, let's go. You got Hashimoto's. <laughs> you know, like, let's no. address why you have Hashimoto's. And I would say nine times out of 10, your fertility is going to fall back into place if you fix that root cause of why you're having Hashimoto's and why your yeah. thyroid, why your body is attacking your thyroid. I agree. I think the the medical system, is, it's got to eventually catch up because this is all new mm-hmm. science. You know, there's like two ways of thought, right? There's one big pharma is pushing it one way. And then the whole, it's just, they get taught a certain way. And that's so rooted in that whole system that coming mm-hmm. out of the box where we're coming from, it's just going to take a, a really long time for, you know, the whole system to catch mm-hmm. up. But I know IVF clinics are definitely jumping on the bandwagon with more, you know, holistic help, you know, like mm-hmm. acupuncture and, you know, diet and stuff. But it still isn't 100% there, yeah. especially when you're dealing with unexplained infertility, because you're those doctors aren't trained in looking at the gut, looking at the adrenals mm-hmm. and figuring out why those issues are happening. And as you know, too, we talked about on your live the other day, the mental emotional side of it is mm-hmm. like, maybe you'll get a counselor 
to help you through it, but <laughs> you know, you really have to dig deep. What kind of things were you do- doing mentally and emotionally through your journey during that time? Well, now I have gotten really into the mindset and the emotional pieces, but then I didn't even correlate those two together. I was praying a lot. I'm very spiritual. I believe in God. And so I was just doing that, praying and meditating on getting pregnant. But now I know how much of a correlation those two are. So if I had to do it all over again, I would be doing a lot more to deal with (laughs) mindset and emotions. (laughs) But back then I just, you know, it wasn't really talked about. I didn't really realize that those two were so heavily linked. But I think your prayer that you were doing, you know, that is a form of meditation that is, Mm -hmm. you know, you are connecting with your inner spirit, with the people Mm -hmm. around you, with your God, and you are shifting up those beliefs inside you, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter what form you take, as long as you're doing something to, you know, rewire your brain, it -hmm. doesn't matter what you call it. Right. I agree. So from your, your journey, what do you do now? So through all of this, after, you know, going the medical routes and not really feeling like I was given the support around nutrition, around my lifestyle, I decided to go back to school at 40 years old and I got certified as a holistic fertility and hormones coach. And I wanted to create a practice where I could help other women not have to struggle the way that I did, that where I could teach them about nutrition and about the mindset piece and how all of this kind of correlates to their fertility. And so that's what I did about three years ago. I started my practice and I work with women all over the world on these issues. And yeah, it's definitely a passion project. You know, they say that, I don't know if you're spiritual at all, but I believe we're all put on this earth to do something. And this is what I was put on this earth to do was to help other women. And because I had to struggle, I think that's why that happened. So I would know firsthand what it's like to struggle with infertility. And so, yeah, this is my, my mission and my passion. You know, I worked with a health coach during my time when I started, you know, changing up things and he was amazing. You know, he knew his stuff, but things were missed. And there is something different about working with someone who has been through the journey itself and mm-hmm. is really just focusing on fertility and understanding he was a guy. So I think understanding <laughs> women and the emotional piece, right? A guy, mm-hmm. and especially if you've never, he, you know, obviously, well, he hadn't gone through infertility with his partner, but it is a completely different kettle of fish, right? So mm-hmm. finding someone that you can really connect with that, you know, that they're going to relate to you, understand. And when you're freaking out over like something that no one else would understand, right? It's really important to find that connection. And I know you probably find too, when you're working with your clients is that they can say something to you from the past or, you know, something at work and you have the ability to go, there it is. There's your missing link. Let's focus on that piece because I find with a lot of my followers is that they're so hyper-focused on one specific diet or, Mm. you know, one specific way. And when you're able to talk it out, like have a normal conversation and you're listening to them, you can pick up on something that they would have never, ever linked to what's going Mm. on or what's gone on in the past. You know, I don't know if you get a lot of type A women. (laughs) Oh, yes. Right. So it's like (laughs) from one type A to another. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, how did you become type A? That's what I always ask. How did you become type A? Because. There's a little bit of genetics thrown in there, 
But what in your childhood made you be that overachiever and push mm-hmm. yourself to exhaustion? So getting, you know, going way back because of fertility issues don't just happen. You know, right. unless you're born without the equipment, that just happens. You know, we, we right. That is. <laughs> but for most of us, it started back in our mother's womb and it just has mm-hmm. slowly ticked away over time. And mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with unexplained infertility, it's not until you start trying that you realize yeah. that there, there's been some issues in your life that has led up to this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you have written a few books. Tell us about your I books. I have. Yes. So my first book was called The Complete Hormone Puzzle Cookbook. And it is a cookbook that I wrote that has all the recipes that I use to get myself pregnant. It's all recipes that were written for fertility and for balancing your hormones. And it's based on whole food balanced nutrition. So lots of delicious soups and salads, vegetarian dishes and all that. Then I wrote a second book called The Hormone Puzzle Method, Solving Infertility. This is a 450-page textbook that goes through my program. It's kind of a step-by-step on... It follows my online program, the steps that I took, the hormone puzzle, what I did to get myself pregnant naturally. Puzzle is an acronym. So it stands for proper whole food nutrition, understanding supplements, zapping stress, Zs, love and encouragement, exercise and environment. So those are kind of the pieces on each chapter of the book. It also has over 150 new recipes written for fertility and hormones. So those two books. And then I also wrote a third book that's just on my website about cycle thinking and how to do that and recipes to go with that, all of that for hormone balance and for fertility. So this is kind of like a general diet. Like, so for a lot of my listeners, they might be autoimmune or having to look into an autoimmune paleo diet. Does your book cover that or talk about that at all? Yeah, it's really a whole food balanced nutrition diet. It's a lot of low inflammatory diets, Mediterranean style. There is some meat dishes in there, but it's, you know, some vegetarian, but mainly it's vegetarian low inflammatory Mediterranean, lots of fruits and vegetables. Yeah. I only bring this up because this is one of my big things is that a lot of times I picked up all the fertility, you know, diet and amazing, right? I'm not saying they are amazing diets, but for me, I had to go that extra step. And so things like tomatoes, Mm -hmm. aubergines, all the peppers, you know, so there's a lot of things in these diets that I still had in my diet and my health was getting better, um, but I still wasn't getting pregnant because my Mm. issues were the overactive immune system. I had high NK cells. So I did so much damage to my body that it was like no more tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Very conscious. When you go on like a certain diet or you follow an amazing book and things still just aren't working for you, that might be an issue with some of the foods that are deemed Mm. healthy 100% they're healthy, but always to make sure that you're listening to your body and they might not be Mm -hmm. healthy for you. Right. And the first couple of chapters of that book is a fertility reset, which does a reintroduction. So you can, if you don't know what foods are going to react for you, like if you don't know that you have autoimmune or you don't know that you're sensitive to tomatoes and peppers and all of that, this is what that's for to kind of reintroduce to see if you're going to have an issue with them. And then you can decide if you want them in your diet or not. Or if you obviously, if you have autoimmune, you would definitely leave them out. But some people are just sensitive, so they can make that decision accordingly. It's so hard because it all depends 
on your gut health too. So mm-hmm. when you have really low gut health, and this is probably for most people who are just starting out with their diet and nutrition lifestyle, is that you're going to be sensitive to a lot more things then you would be, once you recover, heal your gut, you can dabble with a few of those things. And I know that when my gut level is good, I can enjoy mm-hmm. one thing of salsa like a week. And that's it right. though. Like, like I'm pretty yeah. highly intolerant to them, but that's just hope for people. You know, that mm-hmm. when you go on a really super strict diet, it's, it doesn't have to be forever. It's um, right. getting you to your ultimate goal. Yeah. And that's something that I work with a lot on in my one-on-one programs is that getting, you know, figuring out what diet's right for you. And just because it's healthy doesn't mean it's healthy for you. And then also working on gut health and, you know, all of those things and kind of making sure your gut's healthy so that your hormones can be balanced and so that you can enjoy more foods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's a long process, right? It's um, mm-hmm. it's not a quick fix like Clomid or IVF or mm-hmm. taking any kind of hormone supplements. You're in it for the long long haul. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, neither of us and no one can tell you how long it's going to take. But I always tell people it's a marathon. This is your lifestyle. You know, it's not you're not sprinting. Let's let's give it time. And let's let's have this as our lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. And not that we can promise anything, but when you improve your lifestyle, your diet, you're passing that on to your children as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes three months for your eggs to mature. So even three months before conception, you know, that egg and that sperm are getting ready. So what you do matters. And Mm -hmm. we, I think as a society have just gotten completely away from that, right? Like all of our ancestors knew, (laughs) right? They didn't didn't have modern technology. (laughs) And now all of a sudden, like women are, feel the stress and the need to form 150% during the whole Mm -hmm. pregnancy and then get back to work right Mm -hmm. after the baby. And you cannot predict it right? You can have the best Mm -hmm. site in the world, do everything right. And there still be complications. And then the opposite, you see the crackhead on the street, have a baby and then they're a Harvard graduate, right? (laughs) Right. There's there's no rhyme or reason. I always say fertility is so fickle, but it's just like stepping into your car. You put your seatbelt on just for that one in 1 million chance that things Mm -hmm. go wrong that day. Like you say, it's the marathon. I have actually a really good friend who got pregnant around the same time as me and she didn't take care of her health. She just lived a normal life. She didn't have fertility issues and she had a beautiful baby boy. And now four years later on, she's seeing the repercussions of going full out, drinking the sodas, Mm -hmm. having a low diet. You know, it can really impact. It doesn't have to be these huge you know, like your kid having cancer or like having like this major issue, you know, there's, there's small little things that can really impact your kid's life. And, Mm. you know, when they become an adult, because the thing is, is that if you're bringing those poor practices through your pregnancy, your child's youth, and then so on. And I'm like the perfect example of that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, bless my parents, they did not know, but they were super poor. They had a horrible diet when my mom was pregnant with me. And then we grew up on Kellogg's Corn Flakes, Mm Pop-Tarts, Chef Boy D, you know, Mm -hmm. and being type A. Yep. 
Exact same. Yep. I grew up in the eighties, low fats and you know, all that crap you just mentioned. Yep. That was our diet. Unfortunately for more of us now, because I think we're kind of the first generation that has kind of hit us hard. You know, autoimmune is going to be the new diabetes in 10 years. We just haven't seen it yet. And because a lot of people can get pregnant with autoimmune diseases and now, especially with fertility treatments, they can get pregnant. And you know, the statistics Mm -hmm. are out there that IVF babies have more, you know, issues with ADHD mm-hmm. and all that. And people are trying to blame IVF. Don't think it's IVF. I think it's yeah. the mother and father's health mm-hmm. before and during IVF and then yeah. therefore after. So I think IVF kind of gets a bad rap in that because it is an amazing procedure, but it's very much so the, the new Band-Aid, right? Do you have any wise words for the followers out there when they're trying to figure all this out, the hormone puzzle? What is your best advice for them? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, you can do it, you can do this, whatever you put your mind to, you just have to start to do it. 1% improvement every single day will make big results. And I always tell people, you know, if you have a lot of changes to make, don't feel like you have to do it all tomorrow. Just pick one thing, like have a healthy breakfast tomorrow or, you know, change up your lunch or get to bed earlier or increase your water intake and start adding these little small changes into your life. And then before you know it, you're going to have these big results that are going to be robust health, improved fertility, balanced hormones, all of it. So you can do it, put your mind to it and do one thing each day. When you don't do it that day, just tell yourself you're going to do it the next day. (laughs) Exactly. Don't beat yourself (laughs) up. I think there's such a high standard, isn't there? And Mm -hmm. if we fall off one day, then we beat ourselves up so much that we Mm -hmm. just kind of quit. And then a few months down the line, we're like, oh, I'm in the same place I was last time. So yeah, that's great advice. Mm -hmm. Tell our listeners where they can find you. So have a brand new, beautiful website, coachkayla.com. So you can go there and find about all my products. And I've got a great blog on there that I write weekly. I'm also all over social media. So I'm on Facebook at Kayla Health Coach, Instagram at Kayla underscore health coach, LinkedIn at Kayla Robinson Smith. And I also have a great group. So if any of your listeners are interested, it's Fertility and Hormone Support Group and it's Hormone Puzzle on Facebook. Oh, cool. Great. Well, I will make sure those are all down in the show notes so people can easily access you. And thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story and all your wisdom and you're doing amazing things for the community. And I'm super excited that people have lots of different places to go and get this information and their journey is just so much easier, more affordable and (laughs) bring happy, healthy babies into this world. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much again and we will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast. You can connect with Kaylee down in the show notes. And while you're down there, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how the podcast is supporting you through your journey. That is it for me today. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.